and welcome to an all-new episode of Press YZ. We're the only Canadian gaming podcast that you can catch live on Twitch every Wednesday at 8 p.m. EST, as well as on podcast services and YouTube every Thursday. Uh, my name is Alexander Kojima. Kojima. That's um, yeah, Kojima. It, it, now, here's the Alexander thing. Alexander Kojima. Here's the thing. That came out real weird. However, when I was living in Japan for six months, I actually had a professor that would call me Alexander Kojima because... Like the ZI and the JI sounds in Japan, in Japanese, are like very, very similar to each other. So you'd be like, oh, hey, Alexander Kajina. And he'd be like, yeah, I mean, close enough. You know, you're not mistaken for thinking it is that way. Anyways, I'm Alexander Kajina, aka Alexander Kajina, and I am joined today by the one and only AJ Fraser. That's me on the beach. Hell yeah. By none other than Nathan McInerney, who's trying to stay off Twitter because Survivor is currently going on. Yeah, I just realized I might have said that during your opening, so my apologies. Uh, what a terrible way to uh, open the show, so sorry. I, I don't know if the podcast caught that particular bit. We'll have to go back when the uh, when I do my uh, highlight of the episode to see if it did. I don't think it did. We'll have to go and see. Uh, and okay. finally, uh, by our film baby, uh, the award-winning Alex Ballot. I don't know what to do with my hands, guys. This is It's been a long time, but it's good to be back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good to have, good you, to have back. you back. Yeah, it's been it's been a while, and I'm very glad to be coming back on this episode specifically because my gosh, have I been one playing a lot of video games, but also Xbox has been killing it. So I've been having I can't wait to to get into it. Oh, I yeah. I can't wait to get into it myself. But before we get started, a reminder as usual that we here at ProSwiz stand against discrimination of any kind. While we appreciate however you choose to give back to our show, there's no better way than to support us by being excellent to each other. Uh, let's get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way. Um, we had a tremendous extra live stream this past Sunday. Uh, the entire crew showed up, and we had all manner of crazy and fun shenanigans played all sorts of great games which i'm sure we'll get into over the course of the podcast and uh we managed to raise over 860 dollars for the big beautiful kids uh over at the sick kids foundation in toronto uh we appreciate your donations uh and or your support that you gave us during that stream oh so much uh and thanks to us raising 860 dollars uh we're going to be doing another 12-hour live stream uh, to raise money for Extra Life in December. Uh, the date and details of the stream are still being ironed out as we speak, uh, but the moment that we have them set in stone, we'll be the first to tell you. Uh, there are also a bunch of other uh, stretch goals that we managed to reach during the stream, such as doing a group Phasmophobia stream, doing a group um, Spider-Man stream uh, when the kind of new update drops for Marvel's Avengers. All of that stuff will be coming soon and hopefully sooner rather than later um and again we will keep you updated uh once we know that that is happening uh jumping into some more immediate stuff nathan you are going to be jumping into some more forza horizon 5 uh tomorrow thursday november 11th 
That's correct. Uh, that's what I'm going to stream tomorrow, maybe for the next few weeks. I was thinking about doing more platformers as I really enjoyed my time with Psychonauts 2, but I have really been bitten by the Forza bug. Like, and who's kidding? We're not surprised that I've been bitten by the Forza bug. Um, so yeah, I'm seeing if we, uh, well, number one, let me just put it out there. If you're watching the Twitch uh, stream right now um, or happen to listen to this before we go live tomorrow and you want to join in and do a convoy stream, love to have you on board. I don't know what a convoy stream would look like, but I think it could be fun to have a bunch of people on and just doing stupid stuff around Mexico. Sounds awesome. Uh, I'm also going to be returning uh, with some more Halo Reach action uh, next Monday, November 15th. Uh, I've decided that this stream will be my final Halo Reach stream. I will reach the end of the game, you might say, uh, as I realize that we are fast approaching the release of Halo Infinite, and I want to make sure that I get all of the mainline numerical Halo games out of the way. So we will... Uh, be done and over with Halo Reach uh, by Monday, and then I'll be moving on to Halo 4 and 5. All right, with that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about our Extra Life live stream. Um, I think that we kicked off our live stream really uh, in a kind of, how to, how to put this, it was definitely... Uh, not the most manic intro to our live stream that we could have managed, but I think that it fit the beginning of the live stream very well uh, by having a start by playing a little bit of Mario Kart 8. Um, Mario Kart was great. Yeah. yeah. And I, th I think we started and ended with bangers for sure. Yeah. And like I said, like, you know, we, it's, you know, Mario Kart 8, obviously a very kind of standard uh, game enjoyed by many, but I feel like. Uh, nevertheless, uh, we had a great time with that game. Uh, it's been a little while since I myself, uh, have played it, but, uh, I always have fun playing this game and, uh, I know Alex, you weren't, uh, there to experience this particular part of the stream, but know that, uh, we had a lot of fun playing it despite constantly battling a number of technical difficulties early on in the stream. Yeah, I could imagine with Nintendo Online, it's probably that did not help your situation. That was actually the easy part. Oh, yeah. okay. The, the hard part was realizing that um, there's a reason why all the big time uh, streamers and stuff, uh, media outlets and everything who have gone work from home have decided to uh, pay the big bucks for something like uh, vMix or whatever. Um, because yeah. transitioning between like discord windows that we were streaming to each other was kind of cumbersome and <laughs> some tensions might i'll be honest mine definitely when i was like hey does anybody realize that we're starting the next game and there's no gameplay on screen are we what do we do what are we doing here and yeah that that was it's definitely cumbersome and hopefully hopefully discord um can can figure that out in the future but um, it was fun nonetheless. Yeah, I'm definitely, you know, going to continue to, uh, work on things and, you know, try and figure out a better, more optimal solution, uh, for what we do in the future. I will say like, uh, all that aside, I still think that the stream from a production value standpoint was still very, very solid. Uh, obviously I'm sure that if I look back on it, there will probably be a few moments here and there that I'll kind of cringe back at, but even when we had to kind of awkwardly be like, all right, we need to transition from one person to another now, I feel like we managed to manage it pretty decently, all things considered. 
Yeah, ab absolutely. Um, w once again, though, um, I also just want to say a special thanks to Rachel, who actually uh, jumped in and was uh, my player two in this one. Um, we actually we played split screen, and we I know we streamed some of that uh, a little bit as well. It was super cool to to be able to get her involved. Um, but um, yeah, that uh, yeah the the whole. She she's very mad at me. She's upset at me because one of the last races we did, I Mario Karted the shit out of her right at the end. She was about to get second place and she ended up getting fifth and she was not happy about it. Yeah, that can happen. Yeah. Bill hasn't forgiven you, I assume. Yeah, it's been three days. So. Yeah. Mario Kart ends relationships. It's true. Yeah. Good thing we didn't play Mario Party. Yes. <laughs> Now, I've talked uh, quite a bit uh, for the first few minutes of this stream. However, I want to throw the floor over to you guys to talk a little bit about the next game uh, that we played on stream, which was a little title by the name of Forza Horizon 5. Been seeing some headlines about this game. Apparently, it's pretty popular. Uh, and Cozy. yes. Can you give me the one? Uh, yes, I can. Give me just a quick little second duel. You like my car? Uh, I do like your car. Oh my I, God. Wow. Wow. So I just want to say I got, I got real confused for a second because right now yeah. I'm looking at footage of Forza Horizon 5 from our extra live stream. And now you're showing footage of Forza Horizon 5. And I was like, wait, yeah. did I press the right button? Uh, is that a specific waifu? Uh, I have no idea. Um, okay. And there's actually a... a I have a is funny that, story about it. Hold on. Is that not the, the waifu from Guilty Gear? The, the one that they no introduced idea. recently? Nathan, you know who <laughs> I'm talking about. I don't... Can't tell enough. I don't think so. You're talking about oh, Jack, I believe. Closer up. Jacko. Well, Jacko. 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 And I, okay, do, I do not so, believe so. I've I've got a bit of bit of a, a story, um, if 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 you'll allow me for a moment, um, I need to. First of all, in in terms of Forza and everything, it, it's great. The uh, I find the menus to be a bit cumbersome and annoying. Yeah. Um, especially trying to do all this stuff in here. Um, but, um. I have some sad news, Nathan. I will not be able to join you on your stream. Oh, oh no. no! On yeah, in your on your convoy stream. Um, okay. So, hmm. Let's see here. So, <clears throat> I downloaded a, a couple good, uh, nice. Uh, God. Okay. Anime. Sorry. Uh, decals. Did you get banned? Uh, because, because they were curated to me in the store, right? Yeah. And so I figured, hey, you know what? These are very well-made pieces of artwork because making stuff in the Forza decal editor is a cumbersome experience in myself. I am not an artist. I was able to actually make, um, what was it? The uh, This here, the yeah, Press YYZ good. logo. That looks wonderful. Right? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. um, looks extremely good. It, it's not good. perfect. It's not perfect, but it works. Um, it looks good on a car that's moving at 200 uh, kilometers per hour. Yep. 
Um, so I was served those gigantic, objectifying, unrealistic anime mommy milkers as vinyl decals under the curated content tab. So I thought to myself, you know what would be really funny? If they allow this sort of thing to, to just traverse the world, they, they, you know what? They're going to have a good sense of humor, right? Yep. So I went ahead and I made this. The Pornhub logo, because I thought it would be funny to drive around in a vehicle with Pornhub written on the side, get some attention. It'd be funny. I'd have a, a couple giggles. For the record, I've seen car vinyls when you pick the car and then buy a car and then it has vinyls. And they do have the Pornhub, Pornhub logo on them already. Yeah. So I, I didn't think much of it. I made it. It looks great. It looks real. The the every everything's correct on it. Um, I thought I could get away with this cheeky logo. However, I am now banned for a week, specifically oh, no. from the user content, uh, gen user generated content section of the game. I think I might be banned further because I have not been able to connect online whatsoever. Well, the online connection has been notoriously terrible for this game. Okay. It, it was fine over the weekend and I wasn't having problems. It was disconnecting me, but I would be able to rejoin. Yeah. I have not been able to rejoin. Um, and it's to the point where I can't. So it's for the next week. I did the math because they give it an hour length and it was like 165 hour ban, okay. which is about a week. Um, and I can't even delete this until mm. after my ban is up because my gamer tag has been banned from this feature. Um. <laughs> I thought I was just going to have a giggle and make a couple people laugh. Now, in hindsight, I went and checked some of the terms of service. I googled, why was I banned? And uh, it explicitly states that you... Uh, what, what is it? You... You can't, like, create other people's corporate logos, I have for the, example. I have the verbiage. No, you can make other people's logos. You just... They they explicitly they explicitly state pornographic website logos or similar. Oh really? It's well, very specifically under there. there. Pornographic that. website I copy logos. And pasted that. Yeah, you, wow. but you did somehow, specifically what they said not to do. So yep. Yep. So I get it. That's fine. That's fair. But why am I allowed to be curated these gigantor fucking Softcore hentai to attach to my car. I don't know. There, there's a little inconsistency there, in my opinion. I mean, clearly it's because you can see uh, the X logo uh, on her bosom. And oh, thus, therefore, right. yeah, the Xbox, Xbox lords have decreed it okay. to be perfectly kosher. Okay. Well, yeah, Phil Nathan Spencer I himself saw it and, and gave it his stamp of approval. Of course, yeah, that, that's what that means, uh, right. Nathan. I will, I will. If if the, if I haven't been banned from the online stuff, <laughs> I will, I will attempt to connect and uh, go into your convoy. But uh, at this point, it's not looking too too promising. Okay. Well, we always have next <laughs> but, week. You should be um, unbanned by next week. Yeah, that that would be nice. Uh, there's one other thing I want to show Alex. Ooh, Halo. Oh wow, that's so, that's yeah, the would, one guy. Is there yeah, a way to load? pictures in or no 
how are they making this art through the vinyls? So what what I ended up doing um, to make the Press YYZ logo is I opened OBS and I made a semi-transparent, I put in a semi-transparent image of our logo and kind of scaled it on the, the background screen of the, the editor. Yeah. And then I took all the shapes with the controller and mouse or, or with and just control stick them over and skewed them and everything to try and get the right shape and and all that. Oh, and on PC. Yeah, so it's like tracing paper. No, well, not on PC, but I used the. Uh, I I just plugged uh, my my Xbox is currently connected into uh, OBS, right? Okay, and okay. that's what that's what you're seeing here. Gotcha. And, yep. and so I just, I essentially just traced it with the shapes that they gave me and made the colors and everything like that. So, yeah. And then also there's this dabbing Pikachu, which I thought was cute. Yeah. Oh, I made a Green Lantern car. Like, I saw that. Day. That was pretty good. I yeah. feel like I've seen that car that you're driving now, AJ. I feel like I've seen that yeah. in real life. It's possible. Quite possible. Real yeah, life, yeah. I, I can recognize those anime women anywhere. Of course. So, uh, yeah. moving on from misadventures in creating pornographic logos, how do we feel yep. about the game itself? It's good. Wait, yeah. It's very good. It's very good. It's, it's my game of the year? Yeah. As yeah. somebody who doesn't like racing games kind of really at all i've spent a lot of time in this already and i just started playing it on monday when i went to australia and then when it came out on tuesday i came back yeah of I, course yeah. i i that happened I, when we played on thursday i was on new zealand and then i was back by midnight yeah yeah time travel's great yeah uh but yeah the game itself is incredible like it's y'all have been going on some crazy trips that you don't really haven't really been highlighting a lot on social media <laughs> yeah we've been using the uh the company card uh so yeah. yeah um yes we definitely need your subscriptions this month to pay it off so yeah we we did this for you oh the viewer um yeah no uh i'm a big fan of this game i knew i'd love it and i do love it i have listened to a lot of the discourse about it and i do agree that there's almost too much stuff on the map and it can get overwhelming and i feel like i had the same issue with four yeah four did that too i think once you start going through it it's a little bit better and you have to use your legend and like because you can customize what's on your map and really go yeah. through, and that's what I've been doing, is just focusing on specific types of events and then going around uh, collecting things so it doesn't look as bad when you're going through it. So, but yeah, I'm having a ball of a time. So, yeah, so it, it's a very fun game, and I expect this to be good fun for probably the next year. This will be an yeah. easy-to-come-back-to game. Yeah, um, I feel like there's so much possibility to just like bring in new cars, bring in like make new courses and really do like cool things. Like one of the one of the aspects of the game that I've been really enjoying are all of like the like non races, like the hey, go up to this active volcano and drive yeah. around there. Like all yeah. of those stuff just really showing off the beauty of the environment and bring you like the sandstorm in the opening of the game is yeah. one of the is like such a cool tech demo. But then, you know, you can do that like just kind of throughout the game and you can go to all these different like different places. 
The, I, I I found the the sandstorm, well, it looked really interesting and cool the first time. Like the next times, it's like, okay, but what is it doing different other than reducing my draw distances slightly? I th mm. I think it's just more reducing your draw distance. It's just like you see yeah, it in front like, of you and you're driving up to it and then you get into it and it's kind of like yeah. you're in the storm. Yeah. Um. I. So if it if it made me if it made me have to fight with the controls a little bit, mm -hmm. I think it would be cooler, but. I yeah. love the expedition parts, um, specifically like that volcano one was really cool. I'm a little disappointed that volcano is not active normally. It's only active during that story mission. Oh, I didn't know. When that. you That's drive up there, it's just because I drove up there to take some pictures because um, I've now got a TikTok account that I'm posting Forza Horizon videos in daily. Uh, I'm going to be TikTok famous. Uh, I got... 31 likes so far, so I don't know. Ooh, yeah, 31 nice. whole likes out of my, like, five videos. You've made it. Yep. So I'm going to be TikTok famous. I'm working on it. I uh, posted a video on TikTok of him going down, like, or my car going down the main strip, and there were lights on each side of the street, so you were driving under them, but it looked really cool. And then I mixed it to Kanye West's flashing lights on. Okay. Um, that's a good, that's, that's, that's good creative think in there yeah so uh today yeah. i did one driving up and down the beach and uh put it to soak up the sun by cheryl crow so i don't know okay. i think i might try to script something like cars and have words and stuff go over it and do voices for cars i okay. just don't know what i want it to be but a more adult toned funny yeah stuff so um mm. but yeah no this is a the game's really good it deserves all the praise it's getting um I think it's maybe the most beautiful game that I've played. I it is. It it absolutely is uh so far, right? Yeah. Um I I'm playing it so I told this in in our in our Discord, um invite.gg/pressyyz, I believe. Yep. Um mm -hmm. the um I I I originally started playing in quality mode, right? And I was like, "Hey, wow, this this looks great. This is very pretty." I played for a, a day or whatever, a handful of hours, and then um, I, I just figured, let's just go see what performance mode looks like. And I started it up. And I was like, I, it doesn't look much different. I think I can. I think if I really try and scrutinize it, I can pick out like the fine details in like the distance that are no longer there. Yeah. But other than that, it it, it still looks really really good. Um, and then I went. You know, I did that like during our stream and everything. It was all performance mode. And then the other uh, on Monday, I decided to try and put it back into quality mode just just to can't see. Go back. I can't go back that I, I started to get nauseous from it being at 30 frames per second driving at that speed. Like I can I could I could count the 30 frames like that's that's how slow it felt trying to go back to that. Yeah, there's just like. I now, whenever am given the option, I don't even, I don't even try to pretend like I'm going to yeah. enjoy it in quality mode. Like it's performance all the way, and it still looks incredible. And then also when you're driving, you know, when you're driving at like 300 kilometers an hour, trying to hit a ramp so that you can yeah. like go as far as possible, you know, it, the FPS keeps up with that. And I just couldn't imagine having as much fun. I feel like the a lot of the fun comes from the how fast the game feels, and if it was running at a lower FPS, then it just wouldn't be as fast. Yeah, it's yeah. it's this is one of those things, and I think 
I've just made the decision to always choose performance mode at this point. I don't want to see yeah. what the quality mode looks like. As much as I'll miss things like ray tracing, I'd rather have that smooth 60 frames per second. I was not a frames per second snob prior to this generation, but it's changed me. I notice it now. When I go back and play games that are 30 FPS, I can yeah. see the frames moving and that never used to hit me. And now like it gives me a woozy feeling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, um what, sorry, really quick before we uh, try and move on or anything. Um, the other, one of the other issues that I have, one, one is like with, with like the, your person customization, no beards. Why are there no, why are there no beards? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, also there choose... should be more. The character customization isn't great. Uh, for, yeah. like, no. Okay. Sorry. No, it does some things really well because it has the prosthetics and it can make you feel like yeah. you're represented in that way. And there are things it does really, really well. That makes me happy. But like trying to make, like choose your skin color. Well, your skin color is attached to just how that avatar looks. Yeah. And that's just yeah. what you get. Um, yeah. So they could have done more of that. The lack of facial hair, like you can't really make your character look like you. Exactly. And like, I've, I've resorted to wearing one of the blue medical masks uh, over my face just to make it look more like me because, you know, I, I have a beard and I can't make myself look that way. Mm -hmm. um, and the other, the other thing is uh, when it comes to the cars um, and I've had this issue in the, in the past when it, uh, when it came to like the cars that they chose to include in the game. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. So for example, the, um, so the, the Ford focus that I'm currently driving in this game, right. It's it's a couple years newer than than mine in real life. Um, there's one of a similar body style. the The 2003 Ford Focus in this game is very similar in body style to the Ford Focus I actually own in real life. One mm. of the things I like to do is customize the car to look like my car in real life, um, especially if if my car is represented then i can take my car and race with my car in the game that's you know just part of the fantasy but the problem is much very similar to um very similar to uh uh this car here you drive on the other side of the car um on the 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 right side as yeah. opposed to the left side like we do here in north america Unfortunately, well, that's um, and, a mistake, right? Because the cars in Mexico would be on the right, like. Well, no. So it it's not. It's basing on where the cars. It's basing it on probably where the car is more popular. Uh, um, the Ford Focus was actually um, an entry into uh, was Ford's entry into European rally racing. Mm. Right, and so the car is, is is a rally car um, that they you know re remade for for streets and stuff. And over here, they gave it a a left side uh, drive, like all of our other vehicles here. But that would be the reason why they make it a right uh, right side drive car. Um, I think, at the very least, maybe in the next Forza game, you should have the option to when you're sitting behind the wheel in the in the car mirror this or something right yeah. mirror the interior so you can at least be on the correct side and have it feel correct especially in a in a simulator right if you want to be in the other side go for it if you don't then whatever or maybe you want one of each i don't know 
because you can buy multiple of the same car. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just that that's it's it's such a nitpick of this otherwise fantastic game. I just wanted to vocalize it, but um, yeah, it the game's good. The last thing I want to touch on with regards to Forza Horizon 5 before we move on is obviously all three of you are very spitting with it. Nathan, you yourself said that, you know, you view this game as possibly your game of the year. Um, where do you feel like this game will ultimately land in the 2021 game of the year discussions? Because I've been reflecting I'll back. I'll be right back. Oh, OK. Sorry. My all right. washing machine's going crazy. Give me two seconds. Yep. OK. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I can I can see it being top five. I, I just want to say real quick because uh, you know I've been reflecting back on some of the prior uh, game of the year awards that we've had over the course of the past decade, and I don't really feel like the Forza series has played that big of a role uh, in those discussions. Although I will also say, as somebody who's never really cared about this series, I do kind of block it out when it does come up. So understand that i'm not the most reliable historian here yeah i mean just sports games in general kind of get disregarded a lot and i know forts is not like a sports game but like yeah. that genre i know um it wasn't was it last year tony hawk pro skater one and two didn't really get too much recognition but that's also a remake so that might be but i kind of expect Forza with it being so close might get some recognition but i don't see it like winning anything i feel like people don't think of a racing game as like a potential game of the year contender which is unfortunate because if any racing game should do it i feel like this is like one that easily could i think that'll change this year um like everybody i'm seeing from outlets seems to be praising the game right now even people who wouldn't normally play racing games. Um, I Will it win game of the year? It'll be in contention for game of the year. It'll show up on the game of the year like lists. Just will it win? I guess that's the bigger question. I don't know the answer to that. Um, really comes down to what? We've still got Halo coming out. Yeah, but that's not even, at least for the, the Jeff Keighley Awards, that's not going to be up for consideration. I feel like at this point, everything yeah. has come out. Maybe yeah, Battlefield is out the, now. I think Battlefield is the only thing that's not out yet that yeah. can still be in contention. Battlefield's not going to be up either. You know what? This Probably might be not. better when we segue to just talking about hey, Xbox in general. Sure. That's um, fair. fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I it's a good game. It'll be in Game of the Year talk. It's just a matter of what... This is going to be a weird year for games because nothing's really... There's no God of War. There's no everybody says red dead redemption 2 they're like there's no major like breath of the wild or triple a like yeah there's no yeah. there's not one game that is hogging the attention when people talk yeah. game of the year right now you're still hearing hitman 3 we're returnal. still hearing returnal ratchet and clank death um death loop uh some people are talking psychonauts which we'll talk a bit uh, to in a bit um so yeah, like Metroid, yep, 100%. Uh, so there's lots of games which are going to be in the conversation for Game of the Year at this point. There, there's lots of games that are going to be in the conversation, but I wonder if this year we're going to be affected a little bit more by recency bias in that. Mm. Just because of the, like, I don't know, because yeah. for me, not having a PS5 
Returnal kind of came and went, right? Yep. Um, and yeah. Deathloop kind of came and went. Yeah, Hitman um, 3 coming out in January did not help it at all. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting yeah. to see sort of what what comes up there and sort of what ends up kind of being. I feel like once we see like the 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 contenders, then people are gonna really like the conversations about those games will probably pick up again. So I don't know. I feel like yeah. it's still just completely up in the air. No, a hundred percent. This is actually like something like Hitman would actually benefit or Returnal uh, like a DLC patch at this point. Like yeah. a big piece of DLC would help bring the conversation back on those type of games. Mm. Um, yeah it's a reason to go back yeah. to something right would help remove the recency bias but at the same time it's like that shouldn't have to factor in right yeah this is like 2019 when there wasn't there was a whole bunch of games and like things like um fallen order jedi fallen order ended up on people being people's game of the year and things like that yeah. So just because there isn't a, it's not that it's a, not a strong year. It's just that you just don't have that one or two standout games, which everybody's like, no, this is it. Mm-hmm. So it's going to, but what will be interesting is that we're going to have a great conversation later this year about games. Absolutely. And it's not going to be dominated by one thing. And that's going to be the big discourse is about all these great games that came out. So yeah, yeah sure. This, this I, year in particular, sorry, just this year in particular, I feel like I've been, actually able to really play mostly everything that has come out of note like with a lot of it coming to game pass and then like there's a couple of like playstation exclusives i've been rather on top of stuff so it's going to be really interesting kind of like looking back after halo comes out and thinking like okay what actually was my like what are my favorite games of this year mm-hmm. yeah I, I think one of the advantages to a year without a big triple a release like your god of war 2018s or your red dead redemption 2s is that you can have a little bit more of a discussion around the kind of double and a half a games like your metroid dreads or your ratchet and clank rift apart and you can really have a discussion about how do these games compare and contrast against each other which one is better that maybe you wouldn't have if you had a god of war overshadowing them heck uh even something like um hot wheels unleashed which I played earlier this way and caught me by surprise. It's not something I'm going to talk about game. Like it'll be in my favorite games of the year this year. Cause it blew me away for what it was. And it was just like, but I had no expectations out of that game and something where I could see discourse and the way people talked about that for the 20 minutes when it came out. Yeah. So yeah, same thing. It was the same thing with guardians of the galaxy as well. Yep. I don't think aside from people like Mitch who are like die hard, will love anything Marvel. I wasn't expecting Guardians to be good, and I love that franchise. And that Guardians is one of my favorite games of the year. So, so, yeah, no, uh, definitely exciting stuff. Before we have a more intimate discussion on this past year, particularly as it relates to Xbox, uh, let's touch base on a few more things that happened during the extra live stream. Uh, one thing sure. that I've been mean to get to. Uh, that I'm sure you, AJ, will have quite a bit to talk yep. about is the Airborne Kingdom of the live stream. Uh, Airborne Kingdom, yeah. a game that we were previously introduced to by your friend Ben Wander way back on episode uh, 26 of Press YZ. Uh, we finally sat down and had Mitch play it while I provided a little bit of color commentary, and none other than Rachel guided yeah. uh, the two of us through the experience. Yeah, so... Um 
I would I was as somebody who is experienced an experienced um experienced in in city builder games i was a little frustrated with mitch's lack of experience (laughs) in city builder games so i had to call in for backup and get rachel to sit in the chair for me um because she actually she but by trade she uh she is an early childhood educator so she in certain aspects can definitely be a lot more patient than than I can when it comes to um, teaching somebody new things, especially something that I I know very well and just comes really easily to me. Um, you know, that being said, um, once once things started going, um, Mitch seemed to get, get the hang of it, but was definitely feeling the performance anxiety uh, towards the end of it. Um, but yeah, Airborne Kingdom, it's 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 a city builder where you build a city in the sky. Think, think Rapture, not Rapture. Uh, what? Uh, Columbia. What is it? Columbia. That's the one. Rapture's under the mm-hmm. sea. Um, yeah, Columbia in uh, uh, Bioshock Infinite. Um, and you can you can take that city and fly it around to. Uh, destinations across this big world map Uh, and you're gathering resources from the ground and bringing them up to your city to build new buildings etc there's a tech tree and everything Um, I I, we've talked about it a few times um, on this this very podcast Um, and I really enjoy the game I don't know if Mitch enjoyed the game it's not for everybody Um, but we were actually able to give away a few a few codes on stream too Um, and uh yeah, special thanks to to Ben and the uh, a wandering band, the the creators of the game, for for donating those for for a good cause. Hell yeah, and, and we still have a few codes left over, if I recall correctly. So uh, we do. If, we got we got to figure out a way to to give those away for sure. So if you miss out on your opportunity to get a copy of the game and you still want one, uh, maybe stay tuned because we might yeah. just give some more away in the future. Also. Uh, side note, fun fact, uh, this week, uh, yesterday even, it finally came out on consoles. So if you're not a PC kind of person, it's out on uh, PlayStation, it's out on Xbox, and it's out on the Switch yep. as well. If, if, you, if you're looking for, itching for a city builder and you only have consoles available. Hell yeah. Yep. Uh, after that, uh, Mitch played a really bad uh, Disneyland game that was released for the Connect back in the year 2011, I believe. Uh, yep. And then after that, uh, myself, Mitch, and Nathan jumped into a little bit of Fall Guys, which is uh, a game that I enjoyed quite a bit back in the day, but which I had not been back to uh, for quite some time. Uh, and I got to say, I enjoyed some of the new mini games uh, that they have in the game now. Yeah, season five is definitely the best update they've done. I think they've figured out what works and what doesn't work when they're making these mini games. That being said, season five has been going on for freaking ever. I <laughs> um, maxed out whatever the fame path or whatever you call it. I think it's the fame path like months and months ago. And it's not giving you a lot of reason to come back to play it regularly. So... I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, super fun game. Still, Fall Guys is still one of my favorites, uh, even though it came out last year. Absolute treasure that we got this for free on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
Uh, and uh, but Nathan, your drive guitar just drove past me. Oh, nice. Whoa. So you know. <laughs> What's he driving? Uh, it looked like a Beamer. Mm. Okay. Uh, after that, um, both Mitch, uh, Cozy, and pretty much everybody else on the podcast had to step out for a few minutes. Uh, and so Johnny Ace and Mermaid Boy took the wheel and played some Pokemon Dynamax adventures. I, I really think that's appreciate Mermaid Man. Oh, is it Mermaid Man? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I, Johnny Ace, after he rescued me from Canadian Narnia, told me that his name was Mermaid Boy, but I guess he was mistaken. Uh, that's a big, long story that you'll have to tune into the live stream to understand. Uh, yeah. Real champ, that Johnny Ace, for showing up and playing some Dynamax adventures. Uh, that mode is still fun, and hopefully they'll... It doesn't seem like uh, the recent Diamond and Pearl remakes have like a version of this particular mode, but hopefully future Pokemon games will iterate on it a bit because this is still quite a bit of fun. Uh, after that, uh, we decided to get down and play a little bit of multiplayer modes in Halo the Master Chief Collection. Um, this is where I made my entrance into the stream. It I is. Some, yeah, I just came back from watching Eternals and I was really happy that you guys because originally our schedule was different to have Master Chief Collection come earlier in the day, but after I told you guys about my scheduling conflict, uh, you guys switched it around. We, were, which... we changed it around, so you, we we couldn't play Halo without you. That's that, that's what it boils down to. Which I absolutely appreciate. And as well, this is at the point where we cross the, the stretch goal, where now I have to stream Kingdom Hearts. It is. So that's that's a thing that's going to happen at some point. Well, yeah. I personally yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Really. Yeah, we'll have more detail. We'll have some more details about what that's going to entail, but weirdly enough, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it as well, just in the sense that I can finally face my fears and have a have a leg to stand on on my well, dislike of this franchise. What if you fall in love with it? Listen, that's that's secretly what I'm hoping, but I just think I'm too far gone. But I I'm I will go in with an open mind and as little of a bias as possible. All right, all right. Uh, after our Halo shenanigans, uh, we decided to have a special uh, press wise top tier segment in the middle of our live stream and attempt to rank all of the. I guess you could say like mainstream non-gimmicky video game controllers and video game handhelds per their you know uh, form factor in existence um some pretty hot takes rolled off the tongue in that particular episode we no clipped it out every everything everything made perfect sense and we all remained friends after don't worry about it i mean we emotes were too high the latter part was defi is definitely <laughs> true uh, you guys can go and check this uh, segment out on YouTube. Uh, we decided to clip it out uh, and upload it to the video sharing service by itself, separate from the rest of the live stream. So definitely go and give that a look-see. Uh, after that, uh, the four of us played a little bit of Halo Reach co-op campaign, just as like a little brief buffer while we got on to our next segment. Um I, I don't want to go, go super deep into that uh, right now because I think I'll save my thoughts for when I complete Halo Reach. What I will say is that was actually a really good mission for us to play together just because yeah. story-wise, like, shit is going down. The uh, 
Spartans and the forces of the Covenant are kind of going hand to hand in one of the biggest set pieces thus far in the game. And also the level itself, uh, while very action packed, was relatively short, uh, which was good because it was just meant to serve as a buffer while we kind of moved on to the next segment. <sighs> uh, after that, uh, we decided to go and play a little game by the name of Gang Beasts, or rather, attempt tried to, to play Gang Beasts. We tried to. The The internet was not cooperating for this. I don't think one. it was the internet. I think it was the game. Yeah. Well, no. so yeah, it was the game's internet. The servers or whatever the issue yeah, was. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, we, we had a hard time keeping people in the game. I had a lot of fun when we got into the game itself, and I I really wish we it had just worked. worked yeah, because it would have been nice to like get better and more familiar with the controls and like get good at it for yeah. for a little bit. I think if we can ever get live and do this locally, I think yeah. this could be a good time. Uh, Absolutely. I, I think the internet was such a mess trying to get it started. We spent too much time trying to get this game going um, yeah. and working. So, anyways. Yep. But Game Beast's fun. Yeah. So. yeah. For those of you who are currently watching this episode live, uh, the sheer framiness of the game on stream is, uh, that's not the recording. That literally was how it looked in-game, to give you an yeah. example uh, not, for issues. Not like. for me. Like, it was perfectly live. It was perfectly fine live for me, playing. Um, I, I, I think you're... Um, I, th I think your your computer was a little tired and needed a breath at that point. It's possible. I also streaming for ten hours. I also was not using an Ethernet uh, cable with my Xbox uh, for this particular segment. Um, mm. But then again, I didn't need to use an Ethernet cable for Halo or some of the other games, and those worked out fine. So mm -hmm. I don't really know yeah. what to say. Gang Beasts well, are a cool game, on. but you know, uh, unfortunately, you don't work as well as you could. Uh, after that, we played a game that honestly kind of surprised me. Uh, golf with your friends. I thought this was going to be like kind of like a traditional golf game in the vein of something like Hot Shots with some like cutesy characters, but that's not what this game was at all. Well, it's hardcore mini putt. Yeah, the fa the fact that you can smack into each other's balls and like kick and move them out of the way like curling. Like it's like competitive real time curling. Rather than turn-based. Yeah, nobody loves their balls smacking together. No, it's not a fun experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. But no, the, the game was fun. Yeah, I'll tell you that. And we got we got Court on. Yeah, Court Hell joined yeah. us. Um, no, it was a good time. I think there's easier courses than this one. And maybe for our first time, I might have suggested picking one of those. But Mitch probably and everything. It's all good. Um so, but yeah, no, I had a great time playing this game. Uh, just super fun, chaotic. You never know what's going to happen. And it's kind of a crapshoot unless you, I guess you really know the courses and how to play it. Yeah, this so. yeah. this reminded me of those uh, games uh, that you could play freely on your PC during like the early to mid 2000s, like on mm. Miniclip, for example. Uh, but like if they kind of took that and souped it up a little bit and uh, added high definition graphics and the like, but only slightly high definition graphics. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Also, uh, uh, the online worked flawlessly. Yeah, yeah, and the online worked flawlessly. That too. Like I said, this game really kind of impressed me in that regard. Uh, and finally, to close out the night, we played uh, a little bit uh, of a game by the name of Jackbox. 
I don't know that I necessarily need to introduce this particular experience. Chances are, if you stream on Twitch or enjoy video games, you've probably played uh, this game and its many, uh, I guess, mini games, for a lack of a better word. You know what this is. It was. Fun. I'd be up for more Jackbox down the line. We should do a Jackbox style stream at some point. Yeah, that yeah. was that was a good time for sure. Whew. Try some of the other games out. Yeah, yeah. This version of Jackbox has some really interesting sounding ones, and the ones, the two that we did play, were actually quite a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, with that, that was uh, every single game and segment uh, that happened on our Extra Life live stream. Uh, before we talk about our topic of the show for this evening, I want to know, are there any other games aside from the games that we played on our live stream that we've been playing over the course of this past week? I myself uh, logged some more hours into Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, uh, but have not yet beaten it. And much like Halo Reach, I think I'll save my thoughts until I finally complete it. Well, what about you guys? Um, just uh, me? It's just been Forza. Yeah, okay. same here. Um, uh, I've been in the middle of a bunch of stuff. I'm still in the middle of Guardians, Metroid, and also now Forza. So I'm kind of been juggling between those three. Uh, as well, I just, well, uh, I now have Call of Duty Vanguard. I haven't played it yet, but I'm going to play mm. through the campaign of that very soon. Uh, and hopefully that'll be something I can talk about because that's kind of one of the last big ones that I'm missing on my I've played every game that's come out this year list. Gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, um, before we kick off our discussion on Xbox in the year of our Lord 2021, Nathan. Yeah, there is an unboxing that you want to get to, correct? Oh, yes, I would like to unbox this. I've been patiently waiting all day to unbox this. <laughs> all right, well. Let's not hold you back any longer. All right. So, in my hands, I have my Forza Horizon four, uh, 5 controller. So, what are your Ooh. guys' thoughts on this controller? Just before I, I think start unboxing it. I think even if I didn't care about Forza, it's a great-looking controller, and I'm very excited to get mine. Yeah. Th it, it reminds me of Rage 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. A little bit. Mm, I love the translucent the translucent nature of it i like that they're starting to go into that direction with some of these xbox controllers because i know yeah. that that with the original xbox they had a version that was like gr the green translucent which was one of the one of the xboxes that i had uh as a, it was a very it was a very early 2000s aesthetic that yeah. needs to make a comeback please. Yep. which i'm so glad that xbox is doing that with so far two controllers that they are releasing hundred yeah. percent. So yeah, so I'm gonna crack it open. Got my knife here, so I can just do a nice little cut here. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, it's through. And let's see what she looks like. So just oh. to show the presentation here. The packaging for Xbox controllers have always been super clean. Oh yeah. So now oh, yeah, that's right. It's double A's. So just to show it to the camera there. Ooh fancy yeah Ooh. so um i love yeah the colors look good yeah. the translucent's really nice on it but here's the key part it's got like a rubber like coating on the back oh. like it feels oh, like wow. steering wheel 
Mm. Oh, oh that's that seems like a deal. Oh, like, that's that's something I didn't know about. Yeah, that so sounds like it'd be really it nice. Feels different than the traditional Xbox controller on the back. Like this actually feels more like a steering wheel. Do you um, think you like do you think that's a positive for the controller or do you like is it Honestly, I feel like it's going to grip a little bit better. Um, yeah, because I mean the 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 normal Xbox Series controller has the the grippy bit like texture on the bottom. Yeah, but to see that, like, is it is it leather? Is it like proper leather? No, or is it it's like... still like a rubber. Okay, but like it it has a different feel to it. You can see the texture difference there. Yeah. Um, also, you have the H on the back for the uh, the Horizon logo on the back there, and then. Yeah, just like the floor, the translucent looks really cool, especially when you see it like live. Yeah. So and then there's the the blue and pink paint that covers that covers it up a little bit, but yeah. like artistically, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's it's a really nice feeling controller. I'm looking forward to getting the setup. There's actually some perks in Forza f uh, when you get this. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, like a code you can redeem or something? Or? Uh, I think it's when the controller connects. It's the same way. Well, here, to finish the unboxing, let's actually see what else comes in the box. Ooh. So we have instruction manuals, more instruction manuals. Oh, here it is. Okay, yes. I don't want to show this on stream. Okay. But there is a Forza Horizon 5 um, game add-on. Okay. so i'll have to redeem this later and i'll post on twitter to what exactly the add-ons are because i believe the box says it's hard to see uh exclusive content the box just says exclusive content <laughs> if i remember correctly it's an exclusive skin emote and something else okay so yeah. Given a little bit of a, I'm googling it to see if I can find. Yeah, see if we can find what it is. But yeah, yeah. overall, I'm pretty happy with this purchase. I think uh, the only issue, and I sold this issue with Xbox controllers, is that they require regular batteries and aren't rechargeable. And if I want them to be rechargeable, I got to buy a thirty dollar battery pack for them. So. Yeah. I'll do that at some point. I've got the Xbox branded one for my other controller. I'll probably buy that for this one at some point. Cool. So cool, yeah, cool. no. Great. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, that was the unboxing. Thank you all for uh, uh, checking it out. Neato. All right. Well, let's jump right into our topic of the show for this evening. So this is something that uh, Mitch George actually originally uh, suggested uh, in our kind of group chat earlier. Uh, and the way that he phrased it was, why is it that people aren't talking about Xbox in the year 2021 uh, the way that they talked about Sony in the year 2018? For context, uh, for those of you who might not have been alive in the year 2018, because you're a babby listening to the podcast, uh, in that year, uh, we saw the release of a number of pretty high-profile games for the PlayStation 4, including, but not limited to, God of War, uh, Spider-Man uh, from Insomniac, uh, Detroit Become Human, uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission, uh, and of course, uh, the Shadow of the Colossus remake from Bluepoint Games, uh, among many, many other quality first and third party games. Um, 
And so I kind of want to kick it over to you guys. Obviously, you know, I've gotten more and more into the Xbox ecosystem over the course of the past year, what with all the uh, Halo and non-Halo games that I played together with you guys. But you guys are really the authority when it comes to the Xbox ecosystem on this podcast. Yeah, I do feel like I am the authority on it. Yeah, Mr. PlayStation is the authority. (laughs) I mean, you definitely um, do play more on that console than I do, so. Fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, it, it kind of, I wonder, I wonder if it's, uh, if it also relates to what I said earlier about recency bias. Like, we're anticipating Halo, the test flights have been good. Um, Forza seems to be great. Game Pass continues to be amazing. Um... I don't know it. I think that I think that continues to like show the point that we're trying to make with this year with 2021 and Xbox is that Xbox has consistently been delivering really PlayStation had Returnal close to the beginning of the year and then Ratchet and Clank and Deathloop, which still had a lot of the conversation be about the fact that it is still that is now tied to Microsoft and it mm. is going to be like it's a Microsoft studio that just released one of the best games of the year. What does that I'm mean? Waiting till, I'm waiting until it comes out to Game Pass. Yeah, which yeah. it like will likely do. And so with that, PlayStation hasn't really been doing too much this year. And so it's been easy to talk about Xbox because that's kind of what the conversation is. So. OK, um, as the non Xbox guy, but. Getting into Xbox, I feel like I've done a good job integrating myself in this year for somebody who's had no experience with the ecosystem whatsoever this year. I think as Mitch is talking, and I wish we had Mitch on here to discuss this because I think that would be an interesting um, counterpoint. 2018 was this very, very solid year for Xbox. Um, And the games Mitch brought up about that were good for Xbox this year where Flight Simulator, which technically released last year on PC and came to console this year, and I don't think is really a game that's going to make a big splash. It reviewed mm-hmm. sig- very, very well, but it's not something which is going to bring a lot of people in. Am I fair to say that? Yeah. yeah, Sure. The yeah. audience yeah. that likes it's... that game knows that they like it, and you're not really expanding out of that. No. Um, yeah. Psychonauts 2, um, once again, just beat it. I've 100%ed it. It's a good game. It's not in game of the year contention for me but also it was on every platform this was a game that was kickstarted years ago and i don't think at this point has that identity of being a microsoft game because it was everywhere um yes it's from a microsoft studio and it's really good like it's definitely a great game um but i don't think it has that talk of being an xbox game because it's just not um like double finds next game will have that um so then really, when you're talking about Xbox's year, it's Game Pass, which you guys brought up, which has been consistently talked about throughout the year. I mean, the memes have made themselves um, yeah. throughout yeah. the year on Game Pass. But like, hear, and hear me out, Xbox's year kind of started yesterday with the launch of Forza. I would like, say it, I would like, I, I don't disagree with you, but I think it would have, like, I think it started when the first flight for Halo Infinite started. Okay, and that's then fair. from there. Yeah, because that was when people were really like, oh, Xbox Game Studios are making good games. 
and from there it's kind of been like especially with halo infinite being kind of as such a no one knows what it's going to be like um but yeah like i will agree with you i think forza really has kick-started this conversation of being like is our xbox game studios started like this has finally been the promise that xbox has been kind of pushing for the last couple of years being like we're gonna have consistent game releases from our studios over the course of the next like over like each quarter we're gonna get a new xbox game and it seems like they're pretty on track for that still yes so a hundred percent and i think i guess what my point is is i don't think 2021 is xbox's best year i think they're going to have a really solid year with forza and halo and those are going to be your mass market consumer games i think yeah. what's more important is what those two games do next year for the year and what releases because next year we have starfield what else is coming next year do we have dates uh, like, on anything else like in general or like for yeah, like for xbox specifically from xbox studios do we have dates on anything for next year uh it's not it's not it's a it's a timed exclusive and they've been pushing it a lot but stalker 2 comes out next year yep you're right you're right stalker um, 2 that oh, is yeah, a timed exclusive. Right. Uh, um, there is redfall dying. avowed is redfall or avowed scheduled for next year this has just been my google search i don't know yeah. if it's like official so i think with multiplayer with these games and especially with what like how forza horizon has been supported in the past um specifically with dlc like they added the fortune island dlc for four and the lego dlc um i think we'll be talking about those games i think we'll be talking about halo multiplayer and they're gonna do the campaign co-op next year as well yeah if and i'm forge correct so drop yeah forge yes. dropping as well so you'll see a lot of talk about those two games resuscitating things. We know um, Starfield is coming out. I think next year is really going to be the big year for Xbox. Is that fair for me to say? Yes, I mean, no. I feel like I feel like with Starfield, Starfield will be a huge point of conversation for them. And if Starfield yeah. is good, like if they can hit it like they did with Skyrim, then like it will dominate the conversation but that's if you know this this developer that they've kind of the last couple games that they've released have been kind of not well received even fallout 4 had like it's yeah. kind of disappointing overall so if unless bethesda game studios can really like unless they really deliver something special then i think playstation really is going to have a stronger year at least from the two games that we know for sure are coming out next year from them well yeah if not I guess three we, well we've got horizon we've got g grand turismo and we got god of and then war, god of war so yeah it's three huge games and you're right i i think it'll also depend on how grand turismo holds up to now this well uh, and they're two forza. they're two completely separate games um because the grand turismo series is closer to their forza motorsport games oh, right it's a simulation okay yeah because it's a simulation actually something i wouldn't mind seeing sony take a tackle is just blatantly copying forza horizon and just having somebody do a gran turismo horizon um or do something a little bit different they've got other racing franchises somebody was saying motorstorm and bring motorstorm back and give it an open world feeling to it um no but you're right um like i don't think either studios i think xbox has had maybe the better year but they've both had these like returnal has been solid um 
Returnal's been solid. Ratchet Clank was good. They had the Ghost of Tsushima Iki Island expansion hit this year. Um, the Death Stranding Death, director's, Death Death director's Cut. There's been enough Sony output this year to be decent. And I don't think at this point, like Forza is their first big game and they're probably going to have a great game with uh, um, Halo. But then what does the output look like after that? I guess that's the big question, right? I have uh, been spending the past few minutes going through a list of like all the major uh, Xbox games coming in supposedly the year 2022. And yeah, the amount of uh, games with actual fixed release dates on them are vanishingly small. Even some of the games that we mentioned earlier is like, oh yeah, for sure this will probably come out uh, next year. Uh, Like Stalker 2, for example, don't have set fixed release date set in stone um mm. but when you you know list out the sh- uh, sheer number of games that are at least on the horizon i mean it's really impressive when you consider things like the other worlds 2 perfect dark um fable the new one uh from playground games like it's quite an impressive lineup but it, again one that's lack really lacking in hard and firm dates uh, but obviously, that's understandable given the nature of the world right now. Well, yeah, and I think it's better not to give dates. I know Phil Spencer has said the plan is to have a major game every quarter, right? Yeah, I believe so. The The honest truth is that probably doesn't start till 2023. Mm. Yeah. I'd like to, because we know some of these games too when we go through them. Um, like Fable is being done by Turn 10, who just released Forza. Now, it's a second team, but I don't think they're going to be pulling in Insomniac in terms of the pace of getting it out there. Um, So, And then we also know Everwild, uh, Matt Booty on the Kind of Funny X-Cast, he was on the, no, Gamescast, he was on the Kind of Funny Gamescast, um, said that, well, it was reported that it was being completely rebooted. He says that's a little harsh. But it does sound like they're doing some major work to it. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'm looking at Cozy's screen here. I forgot there was an Indiana Jones game that was announced yeah, from Machine was, Games. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's... I think Xbox might have announced – I and I don't want to say they announced it, uh, this stuff too early, but – I think I th- so. I think you can fairly say that to some of these – yeah, I definitely think that they wanted to show what was in store and show what they're working on. But some of this stuff, like we saw last year at the Xbox reveal event, and we've seen no updates since. Like Avowed popped up from Obsidian, and then we haven't seen a single thing on it. Yeah, we haven't seen anything from Hellblade 2 in like three years now. I think it was 2019 that it got unveiled. Yeah. So I guess two years, but like we're going into 2022 and still not having heard anything about it. Mm-hmm. So like, and I get, like I said, I, I understand that they just wanted to say we're working on stuff. And Sony did that too. Sony blew their load in, um, was it the year they did final fantasy remake? When final you, fantasy remake, you mean the, the year where they announced it or yeah. Oh, that was 2016, yeah. Yeah. Or was that 2015 was Final Fantasy? Um, But like Last Guardian, that Shenmue. Yeah. um, 
it felt like a lot of projects were being mentioned and then taking forever to follow through on last of us, I think was unveiled later that year for the last of us two. Yeah. Um, and then it was constantly just updates when we were at E3 for like two years after that of like the updates on these games that were announced because they were announced too far out. Yeah. Yes. A so. lot of the, I believe a lot of those announcements happened over the course of 2016 because that was a big year where they had God of War, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Shenmue, and a couple of others at that E3. So, yeah. So I don't know. AJ, you haven't talked much. Sorry. I've been dominating the conversation as somebody who doesn't do xbox as much so tell me no, what your I thoughts mean, are. i think i think it's good to hear your your perspective i think i think my take i i mentioned right at the beginning um as as it pertains to like this year you know a lot of it feels like it might be recency bias and like everything coming up next like like alex you were saying we haven't heard much of uh you said the name and now i've Hellblade missing hellblade that's it mm -hmm. like we haven't heard much of it and like i think we're at the point we need to um yeah they yeah they they wrote a bunch of checks i just hope their ass can cash them when it comes to that um comparing it to 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 take it back to like mitch's point comparing it to 2018 like you had god of war and spider-man what what else was it was you also had detroit that year for as well detroit yeah um a lot I will of say so if the, you the last actually, guardian yeah no last guardian was 2015 oh, i think wait, you're no. talking you're thinking about the shadow of the shadow remake. shadow colossus yes yeah. yeah i will say if you if you look at like i'm looking at the wikipedia right now for all the games that did come out in 2021 from from Xbox Game Studios, and it's a lot of good stuff. You got an, the Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition, okay, uh, yep. Microsoft Flight Simulator for console, Psychonauts 2, Age of Empires 4, Forza Horizon, Halo Infinite, and Grounded. Grounded so, like, came just, out? Hasn't that like, just been constant beta? I, th I think it's, like, officially, like, I think it, didn't it, like, get out of alpha and is, like, out now but it's still being updated like it's it did come out in 2020 in like the the preview build but i think it's out of preview mm. now okay yeah I, yeah so early access in 2021 uh and it is released or yeah it got released the enhanced version uh actually comes out uh came out yesterday oh so yeah, you, november well, and yeah. we didn't even know and maybe yeah. that's part of the problem it came out the day forza launched yeah so yeah all with, the oxygen kind of got sucked out of it yeah it's kind of been buried there um i remember grounded when it first came out and it kind of had talk for a day maybe for a week and then kind of disappeared because it's been in that constant beta um, yeah, yeah the early access yeah the early access for it um and i i and once again i want to be clear as somebody who owns an xbox now and is i'm trying not to because I, I guess I probably was the person who would crap on Xbox before. Is that fair? Maybe just a little. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've come around and I really appreciate it. I just don't see that output. Because like I said, when you look at that output and it does sound good, but a lot of those games are speaking to one specific audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Which I, I will it. say is both a strength and a weakness to Xbox is that 
they can appeal to different individual audiences that might not play as many games, but they play very specific ones. But then, you know, it doesn't kind of have as much mass market appeal. Like I know Crusader Kings 3, when that came out last year, Mm -hmm. had that same issue. And then Age of Empires 4, like you're not going to get a lot of people playing that. No, I'm really curious. And like, don't get me wrong, Forza is like 4.5 million players already. They had a million, almost a million people do the pre, uh, uh, like advanced bundle to play it. So like that's their big hit. And Halo is going to do those numbers too when it comes out. So um, just like the other stuff that came before it, um, either it was small niche or necessarily wasn't necessarily feeling like an Xbox game. Like if you're talking Psychonauts, because that was in development forever. And was under, well, not Kickstarter, Fig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was under, that was under Fig and then got, kept getting kicked around a whole bunch. And then like, Double Fine was was under a lot of like financial pressure for a while. And then yep. Microsoft came in and, and scooped them up. Yeah. And they had to release on the PlayStation console and Switch. No, not Switch. Yeah. And PC, PC because of their um, uh, promises on Fig. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I'm trying not to be negative. I just don't think it's that year that they had with God of War. And God of War is like lightning in a bottle, too. Now yeah. let's see what happens with the Halo campaign. Yeah. Yeah. If Halo knocks it out of the park, then that's a different story. Yes, 100%. Um, I, I like I think no matter what happens, I'm going to enjoy the story of Halo. Um and we already know the multiplayer is going to be all right. But will it be will the story of Halo be good like the 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 point to point story? be good enough and keep people engaged enough i will say you know not to make this just a soul like just talk about speculating for halo infinite we're gonna find out a lot more actually the day after we're recording this uh they are doing an 11 minute campaign dive on ign tomorrow so we'll find out more then but at least from what we've seen so far it really seems like they are kind of in some ways copying god of war with the way that they're presenting the story, it looks like it is all one continuous cutscene, and like it'll like interchange from gameplay to to cutscenes, kind of like more very naturally, like they did with uh, with God of War. And so, with that, you know, it'll have that cinematic presentation to it, or hopefully, and that might really impress a lot of people and kind of. I I just remembered Skyrim is coming out again tomorrow. Yes. Oh, nice. Everywhere. Indeed it is. This is the one that adds fishing, right? Yes. I think so. It's really just the same game with a few mods. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The water textures are makers. even better than last time. Oh, boy. Yep. Um, I, how are, the, how are their, their puddle uh, puddle reflections going to be this time? Is yeah, that Bethesda's... Is that going to be Bethesda's last major release for PlayStation? Uh, I mean, Bethesda Game Studio? Because they'll probably, they'll, I mean, they're, Bethesda, the publisher, is still releasing Ghostwire on PlayStation. Oh, yeah, no, Ghostwire's still coming out. Yeah, true. And probably Elder Scrolls. um, Online. Yeah. Yeah. And Fallout 76 updates as well. Yeah, okay. Never mind. Um, 
No, yeah, I I think this has been a strong year for Xbox. I just don't think it's been the year that blows everybody out of the water. Now, it started yesterday, I think, and we'll see what happens with Halo as we go through. No, you're right. Started with the test flights and everybody being excited about the test flights for Halo. Yeah. yeah. I think that I was think... the first real showing of like, hey, this these guys are they, like it's actually something worth paying attention to they, instead of just they getting disappointed. Yeah, they were completely quiet for basically a whole year almost. Yeah. Uh, since the previous E3. Which I really think now, in retrospect, was to their benefit. Because now, every time yes. they say anything about the game, a lot of eyes immediately go onto it because of that information drip that they've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So... Yeah, hopefully they stick the landing. Like you, you guys tell me as people who enjoy Halo, and I'm not the Halo guy. What does like? Are you guys worried about the campaign? I know the campaigns from three four three haven't been the best thought of yeah. so far. I I am cautiously optimistic because one of the problems that I think Halo four and Halo five had was that it was they didn't know what their audience was because they didn't know mm -hmm. if they wanted to appeal to casual people playing it like who want to just play a first person shooter or do they appeal to the hardest of the hardcore halo fans and so mm -hmm. with that they kind of just yeah. like melded the two together not very well and so They're... because and because of that it led to a lot of people on both sides being like what the fuck is this we yeah we I know we've in the past uh, Alex you and I have spoken about it at length on on this very podcast um, but um, specifically it was it it was so lore heavy in terms of you had to have read the books to really understand yeah mm -hmm. and it's just like you're asking a bunch of dudes who just want to shoot aliens to go read some books and like that it's just a little too much like. Just put me in the in the cool green space armor and let me shoot some dudes and yeah and make my way through, um, and yeah um, the th the as for the three four three stuff um, I think their Cortana side of the story a lot of people like to shit on it but I actually think it's okay okay I think it's good to. Minor spoilers for you, Cozy. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be gentle about it. Um, as as you may have learned through some of the lore in, yep, yep. Put the spoiler alert up. As you may have learned in some of the the lore of uh in 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 Halo is after seven years, um, AI tends to uh essentially decompose or degenerate right yes and they become what is called they go through what is called rampancy mm -hmm. okay yes yes quite yes you know exactly what i'm talking yes i might have no. i might have watched that one anime movie not the one anime movie but one of the many anime movies that explain that part yeah and so the 343 games as they pertain to cortana explore that concept of what could happen if a very advanced ai goes rampant um and that's kind of what they explore the part i didn't give a shit about is the with 
is like the the precursors uh to the to humanity and stuff like that and like all all of the 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 Pr prometheans I almost said protheans that's that's a different game series uh the, the and the prometheans and everything um that come up it's that that originally built the halo like i think it was cooler having halos be a mystery than anything and i cared more about the human element of chief and cortana yeah mm -hmm. to kind of jump off of that all of the lore forerunner promethean precursor stuff like all of that stuff is way more interesting to read than when you hear somebody say this stuff to you because then it just sounds like sci-fi nonsense and yeah. so with that like I think, I mean, like, the Didact is a dope-as-hell villain. He's a dude who speaks in Shakespearean soliloquies, and, like, he's a perfect Halo villain, but I think that the way that they used him in that game was very disappointing overall. Like, he, like, I just wasn't really, you didn't really get enough to, you didn't get to learn about who the Didact is and why he was in this prison and all this. And I don't think... And one of the things I think is going to be really interesting about Halo Infinite is they are they're teasing that boss battle and really trying to give the franchise interesting villains because I mean this in the the nicest way. Halo is a Saturday morning cartoon. It is like uh -huh. the characters are over the top, exaggerated, like um like symbols of you know Master Chief is the stoic warrior, and yeah, the lore has like really dives deep into what who the master chief is but when you're in the games it's i feel like it's less important to explain who master chief is instead of just showing and that's one of the things i'm really excited about with infinite is they're really taking the he is stoic confident and just like he respects humanity but he will fuck up a covenant or a banished in this instance like the there's a trailer which i think is a cutscene from the game where he's like floating through space and every time he gets a marine he like handles the marine body very carefully and he's just knocking through covenant and so i guess like my point is i really think the characterization of halo infinite has been really on point to what we've seen previously and what i and i mean this i say this every time about halo infinite is i feel like this is in all ways a sequel to halo 3 than it was a sequel to halo 5 because it just feels like a natural continuation of who master chief was by the end of halo 3 who like what this universe meant and what it does and what it sounds like what it looks like and i think 343 has finally realized that and because of that we might finally have a good campaign from them and you guys, that's what yeah. I'm hoping for more than anything. You guys talk about the new Halo kind of aligning itself a little bit more with um, the God of War uh, reboot in terms of uh, like its overall kind of like tone and structure. It sounds to me like if the series wants to convey its lore a little bit better in game, they should probably introduce the Halo series equivalent of Mimir, have like a like a head attached at the hip to Master Chief explaining in like this deep kind of like posh accent the intricacies of the lore of the prometheans and the forerunners and all that i think I mean, it in work. a lot of ways in a lot of ways that's what your side characters were in your ear like cortana or yeah. like um other like uh lasky and halo 4 or miranda and johnson like all of those characters that would talk to you were the ones who would kind of like delve deep into it and you didn't need to have 
like somebody just like it allowed you to be able to play the game while learning about the world and not have to just have master chief get exposition dumped to by this forerunner character yeah. who comes out like i don't need to see the librarian lecture master chief for five minutes before i can continue playing the game again it w it was the lore dumps that really turned me off of it as opposed to um you know just like with a video game you should be able to to learn as you play yeah and not and that that's it's a big issue that i had with um hideo kojima games and like the metal gear solid stuff right because like i'm not going to my video game to watch a 30 minute action movie every 20 minutes after every 10 minutes of gameplay you know what i mean and while that you know halo didn't go to that extent obviously they they absolutely um kind of fumbled in in that here you are trying to figure out what the hell's going on and then somebody shows up conveniently just to explain it to you yeah and it's just like yeah okay gr great how do i fix it no stop yeah. talk okay how do i fix it please right my hope is and this is something that they've teased a little bit the fact that the game takes place on the ring that it does i'm really hoping that we because one of my favorite parts of halo 3 is a part that not a lot of people talk about at least when it comes to the story and that is when you're on the arc and you are reading through mendicant biases like he's talking to you and what this character is in relation to the story of halo was so cool but you don't need to you don't need to have gotten all those terminals and read through all this information to be able to appreciate what's happening in the overall story of halo 3 but if you have read it, everything that's happening is put into a completely different perspective and is made that much better because of it. And I really hope that they kind of approach the balance between your general moment to moment story and the like lore of the world. I hope that they handle it more in that respect, personally. Uh, last Halo spoiler question. Do we think that Guilty Spark's going to see a return? Not, I. Not, I think he's. I know that we shot him to death at the end of Halo Three, but he's not truly dead, is he? I. I really don't expect it. We could see a iteration of Guilty Spark, or like not Guilty Spark, but of a monitor at some point. But I don't think it will be Guilty Spark again. Even though you know their company is named after him, and you'd think that they'd want to. The most that I could see is maybe an AI voice in the multiplayer of Guilty Spark, but I don't think we're going to see him in any story capacity unless you read whatever that book is that where you see him before he gets put in the ball. I mean, uh, Guilty Spark, kind of the same size as Mimir's head. He could serve that purpose. Yeah, that's true. He It would be... I mean, he did kind of have a somewhat of that purpose, but... He was kind of always lying to you just a little bit. So it could be an interesting, could be an mm. interesting dynamic where it's like, how much of the truth is this guy telling me? And how much is he trying to kind of trick me into doing what he wants? Well, I oh, guess we'll oh. just have to wait and find out. Sorry, Nathan. 
Yeah, I was just to say, Alex, um, mm-hmm. this is not this is off spoiler territory, but you brought up how you thought that they might be doing something similar to what God of War did with the one shot yes. uh, camera and making it more cinematic. Do you expect PlayStation fans to complain and say they copy God of War? A hundred percent. PlayStation fans will complain about anything and. <laughs> you know, seeing them, seeing like the comparison to one of the Halo Infinite maps not having as good destructible fruit as like Call of Duty means that like this game is going to be looked under a microscope no matter what. And there's going to be, I mean, and we're seeing it all the time. Every time there's a new game that comes out, somebody, like a clip on Twitter goes viral of people pointing out some fundamental ish fundamental issue with it and it's just Mm -hmm. complete nonsense it's like something that doesn't detract from the game and so i fully expect it but you know what it's cool and honestly i'm glad that they're they've been inspired by god of war because it's such an interesting and really immersive way to present your story that kind of and now with the hardware being able to catch up to having the near instant loading I feel like we're going to see that type of storytelling way more often. You'd hope so. I think the issue that's going to be there is that we still have, well, this and like, let's just say Halo and whatever we got coming up next year, they're still going to try and get these running on Xbox One. Is that not correct? At least for the the end of next year. Yeah, I believe so. So things like the loading times and stuff, we're probably going to still see those hidden loading times into the built into the games because they need to have them there for the um, prior gen counterparts. Yeah, that is the sort of the one aspect of Halo Infinite that I'm cautious about. The fact that they are hitching themselves to these to this nine year old hardware at this point that mm-hmm. like how it like it's not really gonna it's not gonna really present like these the limitations aren't going to show themselves now but imagine four or five years from now when the xbox one is completely like this uh, service or the support for it will have kind of stopped Mm -hmm. what is what is how is halo infinite going to be effective because i remember that was a big thing with destiny part of the reason the bungie kind of wanted to jump from the first game to Destiny 2 was because they had the game originally on the Xbox 360 and the PS3. And yeah. so with that, it caused a bunch of limitations that when Taken King came out, Taken King didn't even get released on those platforms because it just was too too intensive for it. So I have a feeling that's going to be similar to that in that way. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. I, I'm just interested to see how that works overall. Um because, yeah, the hope is, and maybe as somebody who is both next-gen consoles, I'm just like, let's just make stuff for next-gen consoles. Yeah. Um, but it sucks that stuff comes out first for it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what my feelings are there. I want people to be able to play games, especially if they can't get systems, because that's the other issue is that people just can't find systems still. Yeah. So. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yep. I, I, I mean, I'd probably have a different perspective on this uh, whole conversation if I had managed to secure a PS5 first as opposed to an Xbox. That's probably fair. Mm. 
Before we yeah. wrap up for the evening, I, I do want to kind of just briefly kind of say my piece. I think that you guys kind of touched up on a, a lot of what I've been thinking uh, throughout this year as well. Uh, it, you know, as was previously stated, like Xbox's year only really quote unquote started uh, really recently. Uh, and you contrast it with Sony's year in 2018, and they benefited from kind of starting way earlier in the year with God of War releasing yeah. in the spring. Uh, and in the case of both God of War and Spider-Man 2018, both those games, I think, benefited from really exuberant uh kind of pre-release uh, cycles and hype going into them. Whereas it's been a, not to say that uh, there's been a lack of hype for Forza Horizon 5 or Halo Infinite, but it's the, the narratives leading up to both those games releases have been very different. Uh, and I think that that and lateness of the releases has definitely kind of affected overall how we perceive this year uh, as being Microsoft's year versus 2018 as being Sony's year. Also, it wasn't, like, I guess the other thing we didn't really take into contrast is Xbox really had nothing that year. Yeah. Right? Like, I, it was just Sony's yeah. with no competition whatsoever. But, yeah, I don't think it... I think what came out in 2018 from Xbox... L literally <laughs> Googling the exact same thing right now because I don't have a... I mean, the big yeah, one is Sea of Thieves. Okay, but, but that, that, that kind of started with a whimper. Wow. That wasn't even a strong start. That's something that picked up steam yeah. as they they made the game better. I think that was also Forza Horizon Four. Correct. Okay. Which okay, then, okay. yeah, yeah, great game. But obviously, you know, like five. You know, it doesn't exactly exist in that same kind of stratosphere of hype in the way that something like a God of War does. Though I will yeah. say that. I like wasn't even aware Forza Horizon was a franchise until like like I I knew about Forza but I didn't know that there was a difference between Forza Horizon and Forza Motorsport until 4 but then mm -hmm. even then I barely saw anything about it during that year and this like I think with Forza Horizon 5 being on a actually a popular console it has increased the like the way that people talk about it, like it actually, you know, is something recognizable, which I think is a huge, a huge benefit to that franchise just in general. And now it's something that I think a lot more people are going to be paying attention to. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. That's for fair. Sure. Um, okay. So to answer Mitch's question about why people aren't talking about Xbox, the way they talked about Sony in 2018, I think I've formulated an answer based upon all our discussions. Ooh. Um, uh, so number one, Sony put out three to four great quality, like excellent games that year. Two supremely excellent games in God of War and Spider-Man and a few other ones that were like Detroit and um, the Shadow of Colossus remake. Yeah. Xbox really didn't have anything worth talking about that year. Forza Horizon 5, I think, was a tail end. And if you were a car head, there was conversation about that game. Sea of Thieves... Um, I it has actually built itself up, but people thought it was dead on arrival when it launched because of the lack of content on it. Um, so there really wasn't the same competition where this year, when you're looking at what Xbox has put out, it's really been a late burst on what these games are. And even when you talk Age of Empires, it what launched last week? Uh, I think it was two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Something around there, yeah. Yeah, it was in October. I know that for sure. Yeah. Okay. So 
it, it has also launched in like this third quarter and I think kind of been blurred into the lines there. So they've had a really strong like Q4 um, specifically late, late Q3, Q4. But Sony's had a good start to the year. It's not like they haven't had any bullets in the chamber this year. So it's not one brand is hogging all the oxygen because that's what happened in 2018. We had one brand put some banners out and there was really little fires back from Xbox at that point. Um, Where this year, Xbox has had a good year. So is Sony. Yeah. Is that, am I fair? Yeah, you're yeah. completely fair, and I think they're they're both setting themselves up to have a really good near good like future years as well. Because despite Sony not really releasing too much in the later half of the year, they've still been talked about quite a bit, especially with yep. like that last uh, PlayStation showcase that they had, where they showed mm-hmm. off their slate of a bunch of stuff coming in the next couple of years, including like you know Wolverine and showing off God of War and all of those games and Knights of the Old Republic. So. Like, I think both companies are they're It's a really exciting time where they're both trying to kind of go for each other's throats. And because of that, we're getting really good presentations and being able to kind of like for for people who do have both who are fortunate enough, we're kind of like really living. We're getting kind of everything from both sides, which is really exciting. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, competition is good. Yeah, um, yeah competition is good. Um but yeah, no, I I hope that answers your question, Mitch. We'd love to hear your thoughts on our discussion <laughs> about your question. By all means, feel free to write into the show, join our Discord, do all the things that you need to do to reach out to us. I know that it's a I little really bit love, tough for you, but... If- I would really love a Gmail email written <laughs> by Mitch for us to read on the show while he's on the show. Yeah, that would be good. Speaking That'd be a good bit. of reaching out to us, uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning into this episode of Press YYZ. Uh, if you enjoyed this broadcast, be sure to follow us on Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Twitter at Press YYZ and slide into our Discord at invite.gg slash Press YYZ to keep the conversation going. Until next time, I want to thank you all for playing. Have a great it's night, good guys. To be back. Have a good night, everybody. Yay, and Alex was back. <laughs>